Welcome to the Valid Adventure Podcast, where we talk about exploring, building, and creating the things we want in our lives. We discuss developing mental health skills and growing our mental fitness as it touches on every aspect of our lives. We will step into uncertainty and explore the language of change. My name is Zach McCulloch, and this is the Valid Adventure. Right, this is episode six, The Power of Valued Action and the Dissonance of the Undeserving. Today we're going to talk about what valued actions are and why they are so powerful. And we will also discuss the idea of dissonance of the undeserving and why potentially the goals you are trying to reach are part of what's making your mental health worse. So let's go ahead and start with uh, those valued actions and what they are and why are they so powerful in in our lives. So sitting down and really getting honest about what you want in life is a good place to start, Um, but it's a difficult exercise. Um, partially because it's just hard to learn how to be with yourself without having any constant distraction. I mean, try it, try sitting down and, uh, not checking your phone for like 30 minutes. It can be tough if you haven't ever done that. So the constant distraction is difficult, but also because usually when you really get honest with what you want, you start to notice and feel the reality of the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Um, and this gap for me in the past sometimes has been absolutely just a complete panic inducing of all the things that I want to do and realizing that I'm not doing them and that I'm wasting my time and that I'm not in the right place in my life. And then quickly moving into depression as you start to feel crushed by the weight of all that you feel you are lacking and the hopelessness that you'll just never achieve it. I've definitely been in both of those places. I've swung the pendulum between being anxious about all the options that I should be doing and I'm not doing and then, uh, well, I'm just never going to be able to achieve it and dropping back into that kind of lower depression. And this is kind of a tough spot, but this is where the power of valued actions comes in. So figuring out why we want what we want is the first step. We got to figure out why we want it and where we want to go. The next step is how. How are we going to do it? And your values are the directions you will use as the uncertainty rises and threatens to put you in just an absolute anxiety and depressive chokehold. So those valued actions are what are going to take this from being just an awful anxiety, depressive experience to um, one that's extremely empowering and moving you into new spaces. So even if you feel the anxiety and depressive chokehold starting to bubble up, that's all good. We can feel it, we can let it come, but we're gonna choose valued actions. And we're gonna talk about why valued actions are so important. So we're going to put actions attached to the the values that we have. So that exercise of sitting down and really getting an inventory of, hey, where do I wanna go in my life? What are the things that I really want and why do I want them? Being specific about that. We're gonna attach actions to those values. So those actions can be taken in this very moment, right now. 
And that's what's so powerful about them is valued actions are right now. They're not in the past. They're not in the future. They're right now because really all we really have in this life is this moment. The past is gone. The future is uncertain, but we do have the power and the agency to choose in this moment right now how we want to take care of this moment and what we're going to do with that moment. And that includes the actions we take inside of our heads and outside of our heads. So how you interact with this moment that you take moment to moment will show your brain what is important to you. So for many of us, we have operated in the past on waiting for our feelings to feel just right or for the motivation to click just right. I mean, how many of us have decided not to go to the gym that day, even though it was on our schedule, we had it ready and we were going to go that morning or that afternoon, but the time rolls around and you're just like, I just don't feel like going. And we hear this mantra of like, oh, I just, my motivation has been struggling. Like I just, I just haven't been able to go. So we're, we, in the past, we've waited on this. We've waited on our feelings to feel right. We've waited for the motivation to click and for our thoughts to settle. You know, we can't have any, any wild intrusive thoughts or or anything like that. We got those have to be all good and clean so that we can we can go on and do the things that we want to do. And valued actions don't care about any of those things. They don't care about your feelings, they don't care about your thoughts. They are the actions that we take. And those thoughts and feelings can come along for the ride. They're welcome to be there, but the valued actions don't care. And they are the actions that you're going to take inside and outside of your head in each moment. So knowing what we want shows us how we genuinely want to be spending our time and energy. And I feel like that's so important because we might be spending our time and energy on things that we're like, oh, yeah, I, I think I kind of want to do this, but like how truly, what do you want? And how do you genuinely want to spend your time and energy uh, pursuing and doing? And so knowing what we want helps show us how we genuinely want to be spending our time and our energy. So values become the compass and the valued actions are where the rubber meets the road. So the reason these are so powerful is as you start to actually do the things you want in your life, your brain is going to give some pushback, like it's going to push back. And so we have to hold fast to those values and those valued actions because biologically your brain thinks that you are taking massive risk and you are going to die because what you've been doing before is probably quote unquote, been trying to keep yourself safe, waiting for those feelings, waiting for those thoughts, waiting for everything to be just right. And as you take action outside of what your brain is telling you to do, it's going to feel risky and your brain's going to feel like you're going to die. And your brain is hardwired to try and help you not die. So naturally, the only thing your brain can do is throw up more anxiety, more depression, more ADHD, more symptoms of OCD, more things to fix because it doesn't have anything else. It can't just tell you, hey, I don't like this. It's trying to give you all these feelings and these thoughts to try and stop you because it thinks that you're stepping into uncharted territory, which you are. Um, but as you continue to take valued actions, you will innovate, you will change, you're gonna do things differently and you will show your brain the new way of doing things. And so as you make those changes and as you take valued action, you're gonna show your brain otherwise. You're gonna show your brain, hey, we just... Uh, we do things differently now and the brain will, will get on board. We just have to show it. So we're going to back up just a little bit here and I want to talk about how our brains work. What is the language of the brain? Your brain is an organ just like any other organ in your body and it wants to perform its job well for you. Thank goodness. And it is also hardwired for safety and to keep you alive. So let's take the example of wanting to feel like you are in the right place at the right time. We're going to use this example of I've, I've spoken with a lot of people and I've experienced this in my own life of 
you know, you just, I just don't feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. And it's just this, I just got to keep scrapping to finally, you know, get chasing this feeling, this thought of like finally being in the right place at the right time. And, and when you do, you know, maybe have that feeling, it's very fleeting. You don't have it very long. And then you're back to chasing that again. So we're going to use this example. So because you want to feel more of this feeling and this confirmation, you want to feel that confirmation in your life that, wow, all is well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm on the right track. Um, I feel like I'm in the quote unquote right place at the right time. Your super brain wants to help. And it's going to simultaneously one, scan for danger and two, provide opportunities to solve for that danger so that you can finally feel connected to the universe and be where you were supposed to be. Your brain wants to help. Your brain is looking for opportunities to help you, but because your goal is to feel more of that feeling, your brain is going to try and help you find all the things that could potentially keep you from feeling that feeling. And so what happens is your time and your focus ends up being on all the things that you actually don't want in your life um, because you're trying to solve for those things so that you can finally have the things that you do want in your life. And so naturally this just causes so many issues, so many mental health issues, um, and you find yourself constantly thinking, uh, thinking about and checking on if you are actually in the right place at the right time. Like, am I, am I in the right place at the right time? Like, I don't know. Like I should probably check on it. Let's check my feelings. Let's, you know, let's debate it with my brain a little bit. Like, Hey, am I in the right place at the right time? I don't know. And your brain is going to come back and say, well, I don't know, but check out this thing. This could potentially make it so that you're not in the right place at the right time. What about this? What about that? What about this? And so you can see that the brain just trying to be helpful is just digging up all this stuff. And so anything that could potentially keep you from being in the right place at the right time will be noticed by your brain. Instead of spending your time, quote unquote, in the right place at the right time, you spend all of your time and energy solving for everything that would make it so you are not in the right place at the right time. Can you see this cycle that just turns and turns and turns? And it's just this, it's just a feedback loop that every time you go solve for something, that was keeping you from not being in the right place at the right time, you get a little hit of like, oh, that was good. Like your brain feels kind of good. Like, oh, that was good. Like, yeah, we solved for that. Let me go find something else for you to solve. I'm going to go dig something else up in the backyard for you to solve. So we can see that this feedback loop is, is not super useful when we're dealing with brains. So, okay. So you have to give your brain something different to focus on. And obviously focusing on getting that feeling of, being in the right place at the right time is not working. And being honest with yourself, how often are you, you know, do you feel like you've been in the right place at the right time? And, um, and a, a big part of that is probably because you're checking on it. You're checking to see if, if you are in the right place at the right time, which naturally, like we just discussed, makes you feel like you're not in the right place at the right time. So remember the inventory that we did at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about what are the things you genuinely really want to be doing in life. This is so important because you're going to align your values with your actions and buckle up for the ride of your life. And I say buckle up for the ride of your life because um, you're no longer going to be chasing feelings and thoughts. We're not doing that anymore. So we're not going to wait to finally feel like we're, you know, at the right place at the right time. We're not going to finally you know, wait to start working on our business or start building relationships or start doing the things we actually want to do. Um, and your brain's going to push back a little bit, like we discussed. So you're going to let the feelings and thoughts come and go as they please. They can come in and out just like the waves on the ocean. You can't control how strong they are. You can't control, you know, how long they're going to come stay. But what you can control is how you interact with them. If you give them any attention at all and where you're going to put your focus and your attention and your time and your energy. And that is those valued actions. So 
you're going to focus on those things, focus on the valued actions, and you're going to focus on this moment. We don't have yesterday. There's nothing we can do about yesterday. We can't go back and fix it. There's nothing to do there. And, you know, people talk about, well, I got to go back and I got to go fix my trauma. I got to go dig back in the past and figure out my trauma and figure out, you know, how to fix it. And, and, you know, if I can finally just get my trauma fixed, then I can move on with my life. But the present is right now. The way we, we work on those things, the way that we move through it is by the actions that we take right now in this moment. There's literally, we can't go back in time. We literally can't go back and try and rewrite history. History's already been written. What we can though, what we can do now is take this moment and choose the valued actions we're going to take and show our brain how we're going to do things differently. So if we're moving through some trauma, if we've had some difficult experiences, we've had some, some tough things come up in our lives, naturally our brain is going to try and help us like, Hey, we didn't really like that. Like that was a very difficult experience and we don't really want to go back there. And so the brain is going to try and find all these ways to try and help keep you safe. Um, and so when things come up and you get triggered with things in the present, it's just that brain coming back up saying, Hey, we didn't like this. This, this, this really sucked. Like we, we really don't want to deal with this anymore. And what we do with that is we say, okay, I notice that you're, you're having some difficulties here. I notice that my brain is, you know, maybe trying to turn into scrambled eggs on itself right now, but I'm still going to choose those valued actions because those valued actions are what keep me strapped into that rocket seat as you innovate and make changes in your life towards the things you want to do, towards the things you want to explore, build, and create in your life. So, so important. So part of this, sometimes people will say, well, you just gotta, you just gotta trust the process. But I even disagree with that. I'll put my, my own spin on this because trusting the process, I feel like for me earlier on used to have this connotation that it's like, okay, well, I got to trust the process and the process is just going to be crap. Like it's just going to be like the, the whole process just sucks. But at the end of this process, at some final day, I'm going to finally, you know, win the trophy and, and finally make it to the top of the mountain kind of a thing. But for those of you that have, you know, maybe endured some really difficult things or, or, or even played on a sports team and you, you did end up winning a final cup or a tournament or something like that, it was the player that you became through that process that actually was the trophy than necessarily winning the trophy the team bonding and the team and the culture and what you built in the process was what actually was the adventure, not necessarily winning the trophy. Obviously all of that pays off to winning it, but who you became is what changed you. And this is the same idea. I feel like with this whole idea of trusting the process, I totally agree with, we need to trust ourselves and trust the process and trust this process of, of innovation and holding and sticking to our valued actions. Um, but with the understanding of, we're changing. You're going to change. You're going to evolve. You're going to grow on this path and you're going to experience all the feelings and all the thoughts. So we get to have all the highs, all the lows and everything in between because who you are becoming is the adventure. And as you focus moment to moment, that adventure becomes more and more thrilling and enjoyable. So let's get specific with some examples here of some valued actions. So let's say you want to build a deep relationship with another person. Maybe it's your family member. Maybe it's your significant other. Maybe it's a friend, colleague, whoever it is, you want to build a strong relationship with them. 
So the next question here to ask is, instead of listening to our brains, what our brains would tell us, we're going to say, what actions will you take that will help you do that well? What are the things that I'm going to do that would help me build a relationship well? And so maybe when I walk into the office, it gives me a lot of anxiety to go talk to people or, you know, say, say hi to someone if that's the case. And, but maybe part of building a relationship with someone well is being the one to initiate that contact is being that person to go and talk to that person. And so as I go to talk to them, that anxiety is going to be building and I'm going to talk to them anyways. I'm going to hold to those valued actions and I'm going to show my brain, Hey, this is just what we do now. And the more you do that, the more your brain learns and the more your brain starts to see, Oh, we're safe. We're not going to die. And everything starts to regulate. So if you want to be empathetic and learn about someone else, it would be useful to be actively engaged and listening to them during the conversation instead of being on your phone, dealing with something else or up in your head, debating something that happened the day before, because you're not truly present. And that isn't aligned with those values of building that relationship with them. So be here, be present. Another example would be, do you want to build a business? What actions will you take to do that well? Spending all your time and energy on low leverage, non-important activities doesn't really align with building a business. And so there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of uncertainty involved with business. And there's all kinds of thoughts that are going to come up that your brain's like, wow, maybe we're in the wrong market. Maybe we don't have the right product. Maybe so many other people have already done what we're doing and everyone's so much better than us. There's no way we could do this. There's just going to be so many reasons, very rational reasons that your brain tells you, hey, here's why we can't do this. Here's why we, we can't, we can't do it. And this is where we take our valued actions. We don't have to do anything about it. We're just going to take those valued actions and we're going to do it. We're going to focus on the moment and we're going to let those valued actions anchor us into that rocket ship seat and take us on the journey. So action after action in this moment, regardless of how you're feeling or thinking, recognize that every time you spend time and energy, not on the things that you value, you're teaching your brain what is important. And so you can notice, hey, I kind of got off track a little bit or my brain, I allowed myself to kind of listen to my brain for a little bit. You can notice it, be aware of it, which is awesome. Just being aware that you're getting pulled off track and you can let your brain know, hey, we're going to, we're going to correct the ship here. I'm going to focus my time and energy on something else. And that puts you right back in the driver's seat. You have full ownership of your mental health and your mental fitness. It is, it is your opportunity to redirect your focus and make those changes. So this is, this is kind of the whole paradox of this whole thing that as you focus on exploring, building and creating the things you want in your life, instead of chasing feelings and thoughts, your mental health will improve. Like you're going to move through anxiety, depression, like you're going to have some experiences where you, you know, it's, it feels risky. It feels really scary. Your brain's going to kind of freak out for a little bit, but as you continue to take those valued actions, you are going to show your brain, Hey, I got us. Like I got us. Um, I'm like your best friend. I'm your best trustful partner. There is like, I got you. And I trust myself to take care of these situations for us and to take these valued actions and your brain will learn. And, and like I said, the whole paradox is as we don't focus on it, you actually end up receiving more and more of the things that you want in your life. So the second part of this is I want to talk about, uh, an idea called the dissonance of the undeserving. This is something I, I, I call it the dissonance of undeserving. And I, I want to touch on this because I think it's a, a really difficult topic that I've spoke with um, a lot of friends and a lot of family about this, this idea that have kind of dealt with it. And it's, it's a, a 
near and dear topic to my heart too, because this is something that I have um, really struggled with in my mental health journey. And it wasn't until I kind of started to understand how my brain worked and then how to approach it that I started to be able to make some changes around it and uh, um, start to kind of loosen it up and not let it be so tight and and difficult in my life. And so I want to share a little bit about this, what it is, um, and then I'm going to share some tricks and some approaches that I've heard from some uh, from Mark Freeman and Alex Hormozzi that have been super useful for me. So I hope they're useful for you. So the idea is that we cannot receive what we want because we do not yet deserve it. So the dissonance of undeserving is the idea that we cannot receive what we want because we do not yet deserve it. And I feel like this is so is such a profound struggle in, in so many people's lives that we we feel undeserving, we feel unworthy, we feel um, that we can't start the things that we want to do. We don't, we can't receive the success and the the love and the light and the goodness and the the gratitude in our lives because we're undeserving. And so we're continuing to kind of operate in this low space of I gotta get myself deserving first, and then I can go do the stuff that I want to do. Um, and that's the dissonance of undeserving. And so, again, this is the idea that we cannot receive what we want because we do not yet deserve it. This unhelpful belief and pattern of thinking infiltrates every part of our lives. There is nothing more hopeless and dark than the idea that you cannot even begin to make progress towards the things that you want because you are not deserving yet. And I have been in some of the the d- deepest holes, I feel like for me in my own life, was around this subject was I just, I couldn't do enough or be enough to finally be enough to be deserving of the things that I wanted in my life. And so it just kind of held me down. It kind of felt like I was just being held underwater and I couldn't find a way up. And the more that I tried to scrap and crawl and, and work and take action on trying to solve for this undeserving, this unworthiness, this guilt, this shame, this, this unaccepting of, of, you know, feeling like I was a good person or, or that my character was fundamentally flawed. The more I tried to fix that, the worse it got. I mean, it just dug me an even deeper, deeper hole. And, um, I, I talked to so many people that the same subject and the same idea seems to be running in their lives, the same program. And so I want to talk about, um, how we can potentially approach this. And so our brains just being the helpful little brain boxes that they are, they continue to look for everything that could possibly make us undeserving because we want to be deserving so badly. So we're going to take that same principle that we talked about earlier with wanting to be in the right place at the right time and chasing that because we want it so bad that our brains are going to find everything else that could potentially keep us from being in the right place at the right time. And so thinking about this deserving and uh, worthiness and acceptance because we want to be accepted so badly. We want to be deserving so badly. We want to be worthy so badly. Um, our brains are like, okay, cool. I got you, Zach. I'm going to find everything that could potentially keep you from being worthy. And we're going to sniff it out. I'm going to find everything. I mean, we're going to dig up everything so that you can go fix it, solve it, whatever. And every time you fix and solve something, you feel a little better. So let's just continue to do it. And again, the cycle just repeats that feedback loop of, okay, a thought or a feeling comes up and it's like, oh, I don't want to feel this way. Oh, I don't feel deserving. I don't feel worthy. Uh, and then the brain's like, oh, here's, here's something you can go fix. And then I go fix it. And it's like, okay, whew, we fixed it. We're good. And then 
you know, a day or a week or a month later, it's like, oh, okay. So you want to be deserving, but, but what about this? What about this thing? Oh, it's like, oh shoot. Like I'm not deserving anymore. I gotta, I gotta go fix it. And so you can see that it's the same pattern of the brain just trying to help us, but really it's just making it worse. That goal of finally being deserving is actually just making things worse for us. And so we're going to jump into the paradox here of how to solve for this and how to start moving through this. And I, I feel like this is so important because this, this pattern shows up everywhere. It shows up in our careers. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our families, shows up in sports. I mean, it shows up in everything because if you fundamentally are stuck trying to fix being deserving, trying to fix being worthy, trying to fix being loved, trying to fix all those things, it's going to be pretty tough to take valued actions towards the things that you really want because you're so focused on spending all your time and energy on finally being just good enough to start working on the things that you want to do. So here's a few tricks and approaches. Um, we'll start with some of the tricks that I learned from Mark Freeman, and then I'll talk about an approach that I learned from Alex Hormozzi. So Mark Freeman <laughs> gave two tricks to use with your brain. Number one is sit with the uncertainty and move on. So when those thoughts and feelings of undeserving come up, you choose not to engage and basically just say, maybe, maybe not, and let yourself sit with the uncertainty and not solve the problem and take valued action. So that's, those are like the three components. You are going to sit, you're not going to do anything about it, and you're going to take valued action. You're going to let that uncertainty hang out. You're going to let your brain kind of freak out and be like, yeah, well, what about this? What about that? What about whatever? And it's like, yeah, maybe, like maybe not, but my time and energy is being focused on the value actions I'm going to take. And we're not going to spend any more time and energy trying to solve or fix for that problem. Trick number two is agree and move on. And this one is tough because when those thoughts and feelings of undeserving come up or unworthiness or unacceptance or, or whatever it is, or not feeling loved, you're going to agree with it. So you're going to tell yourself, yep, hundred percent. I'm undeserving. I'm unworthy, totally unlovable. I'm a total waste of a human being. Yep. You got it brain hundred percent. And just like it is with agreeing with someone else that wants to argue with you. If you've ever gotten in a political debate or argument with someone else, if you just start agreeing with them, there's no more fuel. There's no fuel. There's no fuel for the fire. There's no fuel for the fight. And so that's basically what we're trying to do here is you're just going to bleed it out. You're going to recognize that, Hey, my brain's fundamentally wrong here, first of all. And two, um, yeah, sure. I'll just agree with it. You got it. I'm totally unworthy, totally unlovable. And you're just going to, what that does is it gives you a little space and starts loosening up that grip that that feeling of undeserving and unworthiness and unlove is holding on you. And it gives you space to start taking valued actions. So you're going to refocus your time and your energy on what are the valued actions? What are the things you want to explore, build, and create in your life in this moment right now? And you're going to take yourself there and your brain can be screaming. It can be kicking. It can be yelling. It can be just throwing all kinds of anxiety and depression up and all kinds of thoughts and everything else. And you're going to take it with you and you're going to go do those valued actions anyways. And this is how we show our brains. Hey, you're actually wrong about this. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the new way of doing things. Um, the approach that I heard from Alex Hormozzi, I thought was very interesting and actually has been super useful as well. And he says, recognize that to go to where you want to go, you don't have to be deserving. So just cut the whole idea of deserving out of the equation and just make it all about action. So he basically talks about, he's like, well, I could be just, you know, just the worst person on the planet. Like I could be just an absolute piece of crap person 
And if I still take the actions that move me towards success in whatever area that is, that move me towards the outcomes that I want, I will still get those outcomes. And so just dropping deserving and worthiness and everything off the boat altogether. And when you agree again, it takes the wind out of the sails and the fight just, there is no fight. I mean, there is no, there is no thing here to be deserving for because you don't have to be, there's no reason to be. And so being deserving or worthy is a total no factor when it comes to the outcome. You're just going to take action. And this is very in line. I feel like with the first two tricks with Mark of, Hey, we're just going to choose our values. What are the things that we want to explore, build and create? And we're going to go do them. Like all these tricks are just to help you create some space with your brain to empower you to move forward. Let's empower the machine. Let's empower your soul to move forward in this life towards the things that you actually want to be doing and spend no time on trying to solve any of these things to finally be ready. Um, I hope these are useful for you. Use these tricks and approaches and play around with them. See how they work for you. I've taken uh, Mark's and Alex's approaches and uh, just kind of mess with them and seen how they work for me and done my own little tweaks and adjustments to them. And so I hope you do the same. Uh, let me know what you do. Let me know what works for you, what's helped you. Um, and if you have any questions around this idea of the dissonance of deserving. So to bring it home here, decide what you want. Be open to having any thought or feeling and start taking valued actions now in this moment. Take care of this moment. Be specific with those actions and stick to them. Notice when your mental energy and actions are becoming misaligned with your values and course correct and get after it. Um, I hope this was useful for you today. Um, I know these things have been super helpful for me. Um, again, let me know if you have any questions or thoughts on, on this episode and any of the things that you have here. We'll talk to you soon. That clock gon' get ya So come with me now and take this valley adventure Stick with the process me learning Put on those crowns, my kings and queens, you deserve it yeah. Take a second, take a minute, we begin it with the winner With the middle, it's your middle every little bit yeah. We do for the middle, coming through with the dividend Paying out like a rental, everybody want the pinnacle But this spring game ain't that simple Gotta put that time in, gotta polish things up Just shine like diamonds, yeah. That clock gon' get ya So come with me now and take this value adventure Zach on the mic might be some things you don't like Just means you on the right track To understand that big picture ah.